Welcome to our podcast for the 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time. My name is Alice. I am a member of St. Bridget's Lexio Group in the Dominican Church in Uri. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us quieten ourselves for a few moments and remind ourselves that the sacred text we have been given for this Sunday is for our nourishment. Gospel reading, Luke 15, verses 1 to 10. The tax collectors and the sinners, meanwhile, were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say. And the scribes and the Pharisees complained. This man, they said, welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he spoke to them this parable. What man among you with a hundred sheep, losing one, would not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the missing one till he found it? And when he found it, would he not joyfully take it on his shoulders and then, when he got home, call together his friends and neighbours? Rejoice with me, he would say. I have found my sheep that was lost. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one repentant sinner than over ninety-nine virtuous men who have no need of repentance. Or again, what woman with ten drachmas would not, if she lost one, light a lamp and sweep out the house and search thoroughly? till she found it. And then, when she had found it, called together her friends and neighbours. Rejoice with me, she would say. I have found the drachma I lost. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing among the angels of God over one repentant sinner. The scene we see before us is of Jesus surrounded firstly by large crowds and then he chooses to sit down with tax collectors and sinners and have something to eat, enjoying their company. The scribes and the Pharisees are furious with him. They consider such people as being sinful, worthless and should be avoided at all costs. Jesus is full of compassion for each person near him, especially those despised and rejected by society. They are like a flock of sheep without a true shepherd. The Bible is full of such references to God's people. For example, through the prophet Ezekiel, God promises that he himself will come and shepherd his people because they are lost and badly treated by those who should take care of them.
Jesus' mission is to fulfill God's promise to come and shepherd his people. He gave his all for us. Where were you when God found you? Does this text remind you about your life experiences? Were you like the lost sheep who left the 99 and were glad to see do so? Did you believe that far off fields must be greener than the desert you were in? Maybe you felt the need to be in control of your own life, free to search and find self-fulfillment, to find acceptance, respect, approval, success, even true love in the places you would find all by yourself. The material things of this world were so important to you. Job status, house, car, etc. And you were in a hurry to acquire them all. You didn't have much time for other people, only insofar as they furthered your ambitions. This may have gone on for many years. You forgot who you were or where you had come from. Go within the memories that flooded your mind. The moment came when you had given up all hope of finding true love. You always knew your love meant nothing to anyone. Did you wonder why you were born? All excitement of pursuit had died down in the silent stillness of an evening and without any effort on your part whatsoever. God, the Good Shepherd, quickened his search for you. Suddenly, you were overwhelmed by his presence and divine love gathered you up. He made you realize he was always near. The Spirit of God was in you before you were born. He was in you when you were born, but you forgot. He also revealed to you that the Spirit was still in you 
and invited you to tune into him. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. The Good Shepherd has not left you alone, guiding you to find his love in many ways, sharing you the love letters he sent you in the Bible and through wonderful people back with the 99 and other inspired people far and wide. When you look back at that time in your life, the choices you made seemed all your own. But now you can say, the Lord was truly there and I did not know it. You feel humbled when you realize how Jesus was excluded from your life. You can feel the enormity of your forgetfulness. It is not about what you can do for God because he covers you with what he lovingly does for you. A new heart I shall give you and a new spirit I will put in you. I will take out of your flesh the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. You may wonder how you can make up to Jesus for keeping him waiting so long. He has waited centuries for you. No one can give him what you, you alone can give him. I must be everything to you. All I want from you is your heart. All I want from you is the song of your heart. Sing to me. You raised me up to stand on mountains. You raised me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raised me up to more than I can be. Help me, Jesus, to live my life focused and aware to your loving presence in every moment of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me your loving presence in my life. Thank you for your peace and abundant joy, which no one can take from me. Through many dangers, 
toils and shares we have already come. Twas grace that brought us safe so far, and grace will lead us home. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Cry out with joy to the Lord all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord. Eternal, his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Thank you for sharing my life experiences. Welcome to this Lexio Divina podcast for the fifth Sunday of Lent. My name is Anne and I am a member of the St. Francis of Assisi community in the Dominican Lectio Centre in Newry, where we come together to experience the Word of God, alive and active in our own life and in the world around us. Lectio Divina offers us the prospect of a meaningful and fruitful season of Lent as together we read, recognise, respond, rest in and reflect on Jesus' life and life-giving presence and work, not only in the past, but more importantly, today. As we approach the end of Lent, we grow more aware of the imminent passion death and resurrection of Jesus, which for all of us is the ultimate act of love. Let us first quieten our minds and take time out of our busy and noisy lives in order to fully receive the sacred scriptures. Our Gospel passage is an extract from John chapter 11. The sisters of Lazarus sent this message to Jesus, saying, Lord, the one you love is ill. On receiving the message, Jesus said, This sickness will end, not in death, but in God's glory, and through it the Son of God will be glorified. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he remained where he was for two more days before saying to the disciples, let us go back to Judea. On arriving, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb 
for four days already. When Martha heard that Jesus had come, she went to meet him. Mary remained sitting in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatever you ask of God, he will grant you. Your brother, said Jesus to her, will rise again. Martha said, I know he will rise again at the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. If anyone believes in me, even though he dies, he will live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who was to come into this world. At the sight of her tears and those of the Jews who followed her, Jesus said, in great distress, with a sigh that came straight from the heart, Where have you put him? They said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. And the Jews said, See how much he loved him. But there were some who remarked, He opened the eyes of the blind man. Could he not have prevented this man's death? Still sighing, Jesus reached the tomb. It was a cave with a stone to close the opening. Jesus said, Take the stone away. Martha said to him, Lord, by now he will smell. This is the fourth day. Jesus replied, Have I not told you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing my prayer. I know indeed that you always hear me, but I speak for the sake of all these who stand round me, so that they may believe it was you who sent me. When he had said this, he cried in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his feet and hands bound with bands of stuff and a cloth round his face. Jesus said to them, Unbind him, let him go free. Many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen what he had done believed in him. This is the Gospel, the good news of the Lord. Jesus is a close friend of the sisters, Mary and Martha, and their brother Lazarus, who is very ill. We know from other texts this family resides in Bethany. Even though he does not set out immediately 
to be at the bedside of the sick man. Jesus trusts that Lazarus is in God's hands and that ultimately God's love will prevail in this situation. On arrival, Jesus is met by Martha and enters into a deep and intimate dialogue with her about the meaning of resurrection. He journeys with her from an understanding of Lazarus's resurrection on the last day to a new experience of the resurrection today for those who believe in the power of love, for those who believe in him. Jesus, overwhelmed with distress and grief, approaches the tomb and despite Martha's misgivings, he insists that they roll away the stone. In prayer, he expresses his total trust in God to save and raise up. Lazarus comes out and his journey to freedom from bondage is complete when they unbind him. From your life experience, can you recall a time when you, like Martha, said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, or this terrible event would not have happened in my life. But also can you recognise, as Martha did, coming face to face with someone rooted in a deep trust in God and in the power of love? so much so that you were inspired to embrace a new and deeper understanding of life, love and resurrection. Someone who convinced you that life is greater than death, that even now love is stronger than death and because of his love nothing can destroy you anymore. Not sickness, not rejection, not failure or sin, not even death itself. <clears throat> Can you remember an experience of death, grief, depression, despair, failure, rejection or addictions that like Mary who remained sitting in the house had left you paralysed body, mind and heart. Then someone's love, friendship and compassion rolled away the stone unbound you of fear, loneliness, confusion and terror and called you back into the light and life again. Let this passage continue in the background as you go about your daily life. Stop and ponder 
when a particular word or phrase from the passage stops you in your tracks. God is drawing your attention to it. Allow it to speak to you in a personal way. What is it saying to you? Let us keep our eyes and ears open to what is going on around us and we may be surprised to find this gospel living again today in all kinds of new circumstances. When the time is right, we may be moved to prayer, to thank God for the gift of the passage and the grace-filled memories it has evoked. We remember the terrible days in our lives in the tomb, days of darkness, decay and death. We thank the Father for the day we heard that strong, compassionate voice, who believed that the tomb was not the end and called us back into the light and into life again. We remember the many others who have unbound us of further fears and doubts and have played a part in setting us free, helping us to find our feet, to believe in ourselves and to live joyfully one day at a time. May we recognise that many of our brothers and sisters are in the tomb at this time. We ask God to give us the courage and trust in him and his love, to call them forth and stay with them until they are unbound and can go free. We let the presence of our Father take over and draw us into a deeper prayer of silence where there is no need to say or do anything. We simply rest our hearts lovingly in the presence of God and stay with this deep prayer for as long as it is given to us. In the event of distraction, perhaps we might choose a word or phrase from the passage. For example, unbind him and repeat it in the quiet of our heart to assist us on our journey. May we all enter into God's respectful and gentle presence as we meditate on the way.